Bokartov, we are in Melachim Bet, in the end of chapter 2. What happened in chapter 2? Chapter 2 opened up with, this, with the Pasuk, and this is what occurred when God took Eliyahu up to the heavens, okay? This was the experience, of, or the, the incredible ascent of Eliyahu to the heavens. Some would call it his death. And there's a makhluk in the, in the Mepharshim, if... If this is simply a normal death that's described in grand terms, mm-hmm. or if this is not a death. And because his death is so vague, and Elisha, while Eliyahu is going up, is calling him, My father, my father, I see the, the chariot of God and, and, the, um, and the rider. So, and never really said that he died. It doesn't say he died. So some say that Eliyahu never died and he's going to come back. That's where all the Midrashim come back, come and all the, the Masoret of Eliyahu is going to drink from the coast of Eliyahu on, on, on uh, Pesach. What does that symbolize? He's not dead. Well, he's not dead, but it also symbolizes that Eliyahu is going to be the one to bring the Mashiach. Or he's going to call him, he's going to be the Navi in the times of the Mashiach. Why? Because he went up and he never died. He's going to come back. What about the Kisesh el Eliyahu of a Brit Milah? What is the symbolism there? That he's going to return. He's going to come back. He comes back for every Brit Milah. Why does Eliyahu come back for every Brit Milah? Because they say that whenever um, Eliyahu was complaining about Bnei Israel, he said, and they violated your Brit. So Eliyahu was complaining about Bnei Israel not keeping the covenant. And then as punishment, quote-unquote, Eliyahu has to come and sit at every Brit Milah to show Eliyahu, look, Bani Israel are keeping the covenant. But we punish him and say that? We don't, we're not punishing him. I'm Hashem saying, didn't give him a punishment. That's the Masorah. The Masorah is that Eliyahu, the Borei Olam told Eliyahu, you have to go to every Brit Milah to see that my children, Bani Israel, are indeed keeping the covenant, okay? The, um, as he was going up, he, he, was, he kept pushing Elisha away and then Elisha said, no, I'm coming with you no matter what. And then he asked, okay, Elisha, what do you want? <coughs> what do you want? He said, I want a double portion, or I want whatever you got, but double. And then he says, okay, look, only if you see the nivois of me going up, or do I know that you're a superior navi? So he does see the nivois, and he says, avi, avi, rechav Israel, my father, my father, I see the chariot that's taking you up, and all the other Nevi'im just saw a storm. So because he saw the actual Nevoah and other Nevi'im just saw a storm, it was a symbol of Elisha's superiority over those other Nevi'im. And then um, Elisha now has to come back. So if you remember when Eliyahu wanted to go up to the heavens, he had to cross the Jordan River. So he did this miracle that he was able to split this, the waters of the Jordan River. Now when Elisha finishes seeing Eliyahu go up, Elisha also comes and he splits the Jordan River. Okay, now if you remember, we also made the comparison between Eliyahu and Moshe Rabbeinu, because Eliyahu splits the waters, Moshe Rabbeinu splits the waters. Eliyahu goes on Har Sinai for forty days and forty nights, and Moshe Rabbeinu is on Har Sinai forty days, forty nights. We even said Eliyahu has a little bit of a temper, and he can't understand why the people don't serve God, and that was potentially his downfall. And we said the same thing by Moshe Rabbeinu. The Moshe Rabbeinu had a little bit of a temper, and he couldn't fathom why people weren't serving God. And now we see. Elisha, the student, entering into Eretz Israel by splitting the Jordan River. Now, who split the Jordan River besides for Elisha 
and besides for Eliyahu, Yoshua bin Nun, who was a student of Moshe. So just like we had Moshe Rabbeinu symbolized in Eliyahu Navi, now we're seeing Yoshua, the student, having a parallel in Elisha, the student. Okay, so we see that parallel as well. Very, very interesting parallels. You could find more about these parallels in Alex Israel's book, uh, Melachim 2. Uh, I forgot the tagline of the book. It is called Melachim 2, printed by Magid Publishers. And the first place that Elisha goes, first place that Elisha goes whenever he splits the Jordan River is the city of Jericho, Jericho. which is the first place that Yehoshua bin Nun went, which is very interesting, another parallel. Okay, but this time, Jericho does not have, uh, it, the, the city was a good city, but the waters were impure, and people were dying from, uh, what according to Mepharshim say, people were dying from drinking those waters. Where were they coming from? They were all, they, who? Like Elisha, Elia, where were they going? Where were they? They, they had crossed, they had visited a few cities in Israel, then they crossed the Jordan River to go outside of Israel to the lands of Reuven, Gad, and Menashe, or that side of Israel. That's where Eliyahu went up, and then Elisha took his cloak, his mantle or whatever, he used it to crack open the Jordan River again, and he crossed back into Israel. And if you know where Jericho sits in Israel, Jericho is actually right opposite the Jordan River. So Was he in a rush for this to happen? Why was there such a big miracle of him splitting? You know, like for like Kriyat Yamsuf? There was a need. There was saying, a what need. was the need here? Yeah, what was the need for this? this I don't know. It seems like it's kind of... Uh, I don't know. So, so there is an element in that we're going to see at the end of our chapter in Elisha still needs to earn his credibility with the people. And some of the people still do not consider Elisha to be as great as Eliyahu. So it could be the point was to show that just like Eliyahu did the miracle, Elisha is doing the miracle too and he's no less than his master. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're a little bit different in their character because Eliyahu was very tough and and as we're going to see, Eliyahu was the one who instigated drought. Remember when Eliyahu called the drought in the times of Achav? He said there won't be any more water. So Elisha is going to do the opposite. As we, will see, as we just saw in the last class, when Elisha gets to Yericho, he sees that the, the city is good, but the water is impure, and the people are dying because they're drinking the water. So what does Elisha do? He says, uh, Go here. Let's see. Um, Go get a, a pitcher of water and put salt in it. And he took it. And he goes to the source of the water. And he puts mm-hmm. the salt in the source of the water. And he, so, and he says, So says Hashem, I have healed the waters. <laughs> and no more death is going to come from these waters. The waters became healed until this very day. Like the word of Elisha that Elisha spoke. And thereby Elisha heals the waters and makes them drinkable. So unlike Eliyahu who caused drought, what does Elisha do? Elisha brings water to the people. And that could be the difference in their strategy. Eliyahu saw the methods of punishment as the way to get the people to cooperate. And Elisha saw the way of healing through the word of God as the way to get people to cooperate. Now, the final story of the chapter is a little bit uh, interesting. Okay, well, then that's the, the first pasuk that we haven't done so far. Pasuk of Kimmel. So he goes up from there to Bet El. He goes from Yericho to Bet El. And he is going on his way. And these little kids, they come out and they come out of the city and they start mocking Elisha. And they say, you baldy or you bald person. Now, why would this be a criticism of Elisha if he's bald? 
Why is it a criticism if he's bald? Yeah, why is it a criticism to call him bald? Because Eliyahu, his master, was known as very hairy. So he, he, they're basically saying you're, you're, not, ma- you're not you're not Eliyahu you're you're nobody. So they're kind of like um, denying his nivua. Okay. These kids know Eliyahu. It's like a, he was known. Eliyahu was known. Seems like Eliyahu was known. Okay, we're gonna read in the, in the Radak some of the mafashim on what this story is. It's a very strange story. Okay, so so pasuk of So he turns and he sees the boys. And then he curses them in the name of God. And then all of a sudden, two bears come out of the, the, the wilderness. And they crush them. 42 of the kids, the, the, the bears killed. Okay. Then Elisha goes to Hara Carmel, which is a famous resting place of Eliyahu. And from there, he goes back to Shomron. Now, what's in Shomron? Shomron is the capital city of Israel. So just like Eliyahu served to criticize the kings of Israel, Elisha is also going to serve as the counterbalance to the kings of Israel and their evil. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that's why he ends up in Shomron. Okay. Now, what is the story about uh, um, Elisha and the bears? Okay, so first, a couple of words of caution. Um, what does the word in Tanakh Na'ar mean? So Na'ar doesn't necessarily mean a little boy. It could also mean a big boy. Na'ar, we know that Yosef was 17 years old and he was called a Na'ar. Okay? So you may say, oh, what is it? You, have, you may have this image of like little schoolboys, like six years old, coming out of their first grade classroom and calling this guy bald head and then a bear coming and mauling them. Right. It could also be a bunch of seniors in high school. Right? Um, it, could also be, it could also be Na'ar... Could also be an, an adult because we know that Yoshua was Naar to Moshe. Okay, so it could be a student. Um, so, like, you know, it says Ne'arim Ketanim. What does Ne'arim Ketanim mean? It's hard to tell exactly how small or how young these kids were. Okay, but they were, they were young. We can't get, a, get away from the Peshat that they were young kids. Okay, now, does Elisha curse them with being mauled by a bear? What exactly happens? You have to be careful with what we're reading. He says he turns and he sees them and he curses them in the name of God. And then two bears come and maul 42 of them. Yeah, he didn't like curse them that he, two bears should come. Right, exactly. And that, that's something to, to pay attention to. You have to be right. precise with the text. He did not curse them that two bears should come and maul them. He cursed them in the name of God. And then two bears decided to come and maul them. Now, maybe this was Borei Olam's way of of making sure that Elisha remains respected. Mm-hmm. Because clearly, if in their comparison of calling him bald in respect to Eliyahu who had hair, clearly there's some level of disrespect or comparison to Eliyahu that Boreolam wants to make sure, no, he's also the man of God. Okay, mm-hmm. So this, that's, those are some thoughts on the whole story. Let's read the Radak because the Gemara also brings some ideas as to who these kids were and whatnot. The rabbis argue, what exactly happened here? Why would these kids <coughs> be chayav mita for this matter? So some say it's because they belittled him. He put his evil eyes on them and they became punished because of that. Meaning, it wasn't like he wished upon them evil. 
But anytime you mess with a Tamil Chacham or a Tzaddik, and the Tamil Chacham or a Tzaddik gets very angry and wants you to die or curses you in his mind, but doesn't, doesn't express it, he just, he just gets angry. So Borei Olam takes the anger of the Tamil Chacham and he places it on the person, okay? Mm-hmm. Meaning it's not a direct thing. And some say that he saw that their mothers all conceived on Yom Kippur, Be'isur, which is not allowed to, you're not allowed to conceive on Yom Kippur because they practice the laws of Nidan Yom Kippur. And they were all conceived in sin. And these kids were all conceived in sin and they were like tainted kids and they did not deserve to live. And because of that, he saw that they were supposed to die anyway. So that's why he let the bears come and kill them. I don't know. I'm not a cop out. I think it's we don't agree with. We always use... I'm just, I'm just reading you the options that the Gemara and Sota bring. So, Mehem Amru, Beloritra Lahem Kagoyim. Mehem Amru, he saw that they had a Belorit, meaning that they had started, they wore, they wore their hair like uh, Goyim. So it means that they were practicers of Abu Dazara, like young punks. They weren't like good kids. They were like punks who were already doing Abu Dazara. What's that called? The, the Mohawk kind of thing. That's what the no, Bilori typically is. The kids we say that we're going to kill if they... Uh, uh, ben Sorero More. Right, not, maybe not exactly like that, but something like that. It didn't even see the moisture of mitzvah in them. It didn't have any mitzvot. And he saw that none of them or their descendants were ever going to do any mitzvot. And that's why he cursed them that they should get rid of, be rid of, be ridded from the earth. And some say that he even got Elisha gets punished that he caused these kids to die, which would be the opposite. Which would be they weren't the problem. Elisha was the problem. Okay, so yeah, you see the range of opinions in the Gemara. And he got sick in three ways because of this. One that he caused the um, the. The bears to kill the kids. Uh-huh. Um. Huh. Okay, I say this may be one of the sins that caused Elisha to die. Okay. We'll get to the story of Gehazi later. Um, let's see. Anything else? No. Okay, we could stop there, honestly. Okay, I got Okay, the rabbis. Uh, See, there was one opinion that I saw. It's not in Radak, though. It was in Rashi. Um. Oh, here, here. Okay, so one final opinion that's brought by Rashi, which I want to bring you, is these were actually the kids that they were in the business of importing water to Jericho when the waters were bad. And when he sweetened the waters of Jericho, he dashed their business. Because there was no more need for them to bring water. So they started cursing him that you took away our business. Uh, and that's why they cursed him. So that's the final opinion that I, I saw. That oh, It's found in Rashi. It's also from the Gemara and Sota. Okay? Amen. 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 amen.